Hi, and welcome to episode two of the This Is Marriage Show. Yes, that's right, you heard me. We are no longer the husband and wife show, as that name was already taken. Yes, Ashley, I told you so. On today's episode, we talk about a big issue that many people are dealing with but may not know it, anxiety, which is fitting as May is Mental Health Month. We also review our weekend and talk about how Ash is still sick. Yes, still sick. It's going to be a good one. Stay tuned. Hey guys, thanks for being here. Now, before we get started, Ash, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Ash spilled her fucking drink. <laughs> I, it's not like I did it on purpose. Yeah, well, we, we still now have a Coke and whiskey stain on our... Our beautiful carpet <laughs> with no other previous stains. And it's only 12 years old. How and dare I? Not just riddled with other awful things yeah so if there's a little bit of hostility in today's episode if there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of tension it's because she she doesn't do well with things like that and now we have whiskey all over our floor i'm just glad i'm not wearing socks i'm wearing (laughs) slippers because if i had to step in a wet spot with socks and not a good wet spot no wet spot in socks is ever a good wet spot Please tell me a time you stepped in something wet in socks and you were like, mm, yeah, damn, that was good. <laughs> That's true. You make a good point. I've never stepped in anything in socks and been thrilled about it. Even without socks. Like, unless you're wearing shoes, there's never a good wet spot to step in. Well, the bummer about this is that we had already put the dogs in their kennels. And so we couldn't let Rosie come and lick up your whiskey Ew. and have her just get shitty, which <laughs> I think would be funny, but. Some people might call that animal abuse. Well, she's also humongous, so I think it, it would take a little bit more than some yeah. spilled whiskey on the carpet. To you're you're more like to get drunk from one drink than she is. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. So kind of a quick review. We want to talk a little bit about last weekend. Um, we had mentioned that Ashley's work has, had done this big Costco thing, and that happened yesterday, actually. So, Ash, why don't you kind of fill us in on what happened with Costco and your work? Tell us about it. All right. Well, they uh, Costco closed and then they opened up for two hours or so just for my work. So we pull in. There's still like a trickle of people exiting Costco. And then there's these two massive fucking lines with like balloons everywhere and signs and just this crazy amount of people waiting to get in. And waiting in line to correct to collect their their gift card to go have a little shopping spree. Now I think we need to specify because people are thinking, oh, that's so fun! Like twenty five people, or fifty people, or a hundred people. Do you have any idea, like, how many people from your work probably came? And this isn't just the people that she works with, but their their significant others and their kids. Well, let's just put it this way. The company as a whole has over a thousand employees. Uh, not all of those are in Utah. We have, well, I guess Salt Lake. I should be more specific because we have some employees that work from home further south of Salt Lake. Uh, we have our salespeople who don't live in state. Um, I obviously don't know numbers, but 
So let's just say hundreds, hundreds of people. Let's say eight hundred people. Yeah, between are the in, kids are and, in the and spouses. No, no. Just, let's just say oh, eight hundred employees. Okay. So obviously, not every single one of them is going to come, but you can imagine even half of that. Yeah. Four hundred employees plus their families. That's eight hundred people. Yeah. And then and then kids because then it's Utah, so everyone's got ten to fifteen children. Yeah. Oh, minimum. Yeah, we're like the exception with one. I know people think and half. Psycho. I guess I don't know. Um. And the, the other th- crazy thing about this was that it wasn't just show up and get this gift card and go shopping. But they actually, <clears throat> they opened up the cafeteria, right? The cafe. Yep. And you could go and get whatever you want. Oh, my God, that Costco pizza. And I was absolutely wrong. Last week, I talked about how I didn't think Costco had churros. I, I even made the claim. I think, what did I say? Like, I was 99% sure that Costco didn't have churros. Costco has churros. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's news to me. Right. I don't think I've ever had a Costco churro. No, I think the only thing I've had is a a good dog, some pizza. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have had that little like chicken sandwich thing. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Or the the bake, like the uh, Parmesan chicken yeah. bake thing. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Oh, you said sandwich. That it's it not is. a sandwich. Yeah. No, it's like a cortisone. Think- no, cortisone. <laughs> a cortisone shot. <laughs> no, what's that? Cor. <laughs> A calzone? That's the one, yeah. <laughs> calzone. It's like a calzone. It's not a sandwich. All right. It's sandwiched between <laughs> Oh, my bread. God. No. <laughs> no. Is a hot dog a sandwich? To some people, yes. Yeah, I'm not going to go down this. All right. I'm not going to start this argument with you. Anyway, yeah. So they have the, the chicken parmesan thing. But we were so full from a Cinco de Mayo party that we had come from. But we didn't. We didn't get anything. We we had all this opportunity for free food, and we didn't get a goddamn thing. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't even buy anything. No. We didn't even use a cent of our gift card. So we're gonna have to to get back to Costco, splurge, spend some money. Um, but yeah, it was it was nuts. I my been, my crowd. I don't want to say anxiety, but my I <laughs> it it makes me super anxious to be in that type of environment and just the noise and the chaos. I I don't do very well with it. And so by the time we got home, I just, it was all I could do to get home and make a drink and just try and unwind because I was, I was way high strung. Even if we had wanted to just totally be fat and eat pizza, uh, the line. Oh, the line is like 45 minutes long. Oh, because, so there was multiple lines for multiple things, but eventually everyone starts lining up in one single line. And kind of, no idea what they're in line for. Some people are trying to exit the building because they still, it's Costco, you have to get your receipt checked off. Some people are in line to show their receipt to get entered into a raffle. Some people are in line for the food court, but it all funneled into one goddamn line. And so we just weren't about standing in line for 45 minutes for a pizza. No, and we had the hard son and he was being a sport, but he's in his car seat in, a, in the shopping cart and we're pushing him around and... I mean, you can only expect a seven-month-old kid to be good for so long, right? Like, he had been in that car seat all day. Oh, and we'd gone to Kid to Kid that morning and sat and watched you pick through bins Uh to try and get some clothes from Kid to Kid. Um, I had taken him in his car seat to the Home Depot. So... We had a fun little Saturday. Yeah, by this this point, this poor little boy was just just done. Um, Now, speaking of a fun little Saturday... You don't want to talk about it? No? Not right now. 
Okay. We don't have time. If we're going to talk about all this other shit, okay. we're going to have like a two-hour podcast. And ain't no one got time for that. <laughs> yeah. We're not that entertaining. No. No, one, no one's going to think we're funny enough for that long. Well, they might not even think we're funny enough for 20 minutes, but we're holding our breath we're here, people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going we're gonna to move along because Ash is impatient and I guess she's got shit to do tonight <laughs> that I, I'm unaware of. Um, so this next weekend, this upcoming weekend, um, we're going to Vernal. We're going to be driving, what is that, three or four hour drive? It's three hours. Three hours to Vernal Saturday and getting up Saturday morning for a balloon festival and celebrating Mother's Day with Ash's mom and sister and aunt. Not really my sister because, you know, she's not a mom. Well, we'll be celebrating Mother's Day with her. I didn't say we're going to be celebrating her as a mother. If your dad, we can celebrate your, if we are your dad, we can celebrate her because (laughs) apparently everyone gets a Mother's Day. You get a Mother's Day. You get a Mother's Day. Everyone gets a Mother's Day. You've got a vagina. You get a Mother's Day gift. (laughs) We're at dinner doing our mock Mother's Day for Porter's mom today. And uh, his dad, we we had Porter's daughter with us and his dad, you know, thanking everyone for you know being over celebrating mother's day and he turns to her you know and we're celebrating you too because one day you might be a mom and i'm kind of like uh well and there was more to it than uh, that it was also just he he kind of celebrated you know womanhood and you know being being a woman so it wasn't just exclusively limited to moms it was women so i I can kind of understand that but no i totally agree with you like it was all right this is international women's day (laughs) it was a bizarre (laughs) it was like you don't want to leave this 10 year old out i mean god i have to that's a whole nother (laughs) we're not gonna let's not go there but yeah but yeah i I agree i thought it was a little bit weird like oh i don't want to have this 10 year old feel left out because god forbid she's gonna feel left out on mother's day because (laughs) she's not a mom (laughs) so yeah, you, you can tell, and I hope. I, yeah, you can you can tell. There's there's feelings there. It's a, it's a sensitive subject. So, if any of you are uh, step parents out there and want to talk about it, <laughs> Ash is looking for a support group. So, <laughs> I have a support group. Um, it's called my liquor cabinet, and we meet every night. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah, they they're good friends there. Um, so yeah, we're going to Vernal, and I guess. We're, I can't believe you're still fucking sick. I'm sorry. I'm you, trying to cough in the pillow, but I've got snot dripping down my face still, and I didn't come prepared, so I don't have anything to wipe Oh, you mean you with. don't have a Kleenex, like, hanging out of your nose <laughs> like last time? No. Thank I you. I used all the Kleenex, so now I have to resort to... Oh, no. Last week, I didn't have Kleenex. No, either. you were using that, like, scratchy-ass like, napkin yeah. like, that you had shoved way up your nose hole. Well, I still have those napkins, but I didn't bring one to shove up my nose hole right now. And I do want to say how dashing you look since you've since changed out of those sweatpants. You're no longer wearing your jersey sweatpants. And now, are these your indoor yoga pants or these are your outdoor yoga pants? They're multi-purpose. Again, you have a lot of hybrid clothes. Yes. Well, I have a lot of of clothes that are strictly indoor, like my penguin pants. There's, oh, that's... (laughs) If you ever want to... That's when you know it's sexy time. (laughs) Yeah. When Ash comes walking down the stairs in her blue... Like what are those like Christmas-y, a fleece? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Christmassy <laughs> penguin pants. It's like pow pow. Let's get it on. Yeah, freak flag it's is flying time. with those penguin pants. Just make sure you take out your retainer at the same time. <laughs> Alrighty, but no, these are my 
These are my black yoga pants. So they you make are... it sound like you have one pair of black yoga pants. Let's be honest. <laughs> how many won't. how many pairs of black <laughs> yoga pants do do you have? Uh, well, it depends. I it depends. You know <laughs> depends on what you call black. <laughs> Define black. Well, I was I was gonna split it up and say, well, I've got capris and then I've got pants, and then I've got leggings, and those are separate. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got enough that there's different categories of them. I'm just going to put it that way. So so it's not just black yoga pants. It's I have yoga capris and I have yoga pants and I have leggings, leggings, all of which are black and look like yoga pants. Yeah. Okay. So a lot. To answer that question, a lot. I have a lot. Well, you look great today, honey. Thanks. Um, so yeah, that's that's this next weekend. Um, we talked a little bit about our son wild on our very first episode and he finally cut his second tooth. He did. Oh my God. What a relief. <laughs> what a relief until the next one comes in. <laughs> so like we've until got, his sleep regresses again. Yeah. So we got what a solid like week in between those two, maybe two. Hopefully I bet, I bet it will start while we're in Vernal on the drive to Vernal on Friday night. Yeah. Sounds his about right. third tooth will start coming in and. <laughs> It'll just be a shit show for yeah. three or four days. Teething sucks. So props yeah. to everyone who has a kid who is not. Props to everyone who has teeth. <laughs> you've been through some shit and you should pat yourself on the back because you may not remember it, but you've you've been through something dramatic. And while you're at it, go give your mom and dad a hug. Say, yeah. thanks they, for keeping me. Thanks for not drowning me like a puppy. When, <laughs> oh, God. That's sorry, morbid. that's a bad image. That was too far. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Thanks for, you know... Taking that note. <laughs> going down that path. <laughs> Just give them a hug and say, you know why. And they'll probably be like... Goddamn not. teething. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. Anything else that we need to cover? Like, kind of like surface level business stuff that, you know, people might want to know about us? Anything that we don't think we like, as far as introductions go, that we covered last week? What are we drinking tonight, by the way? We, we had kind of talked about that, but... We didn't get to that last week. Um, well, the carpet is drinking <laughs> a uh, a Jim Beam and a Coke don't, Zero. Don't play like it's Jim Beam. We can't afford Jim Beam. We're Evan not drinking Williams. Evan Williams. That was an honest mistake. <laughs> I don't read it. I just pour it. <laughs> I buy it. You drink it. It doesn't matter what brand it is, as long yeah. as it's not whiskey. Jack. I don't like Jack. I like Jack. I'll still drink it. It's not yeah. my drink of choice. You're, you're you're more of a Jameson person, right? Well, yeah, but come on. Yeah, who can afford? We're that? A, we're not millionaires. <laughs> we're a what champagne taste? A champagne on a, a beer diet, beer budget, or yeah, something. beer budget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if any of you guys have a hookup with Jameson and want to give us a couple free bottles or any any liquor at all, or if you um, are Jameson and you would like to sponsor this podcast, yeah. Yeah, we we totally promote you. Hashtag Jameson at symbol Jameson it, whiskey. I don't know what it, it's a, it's a podcast. So the things you say don't can and will be used against you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they, they, you can you can't hashtag a brand in a podcast. Like, but they that's can't what the cool you. kids say. They say hashtag and then they make the hashtag symbol with their fists or okay. their their fingers. So we're gonna move on from that. Thanks for <laughs> that transition, Ash. Um, so th- and this might be a little bit heavy. We we kind of talked about this a little bit back and forth about um whether we wanted to to hit on something like this this early um in the podcast but you know what like i feel like we're an open book and we're going to talk about a lot of weird things and a lot of like really um 
Oh, God damn it. The jazz lost. I just happened to look at my phone. What I just pulled out of my ice. I just pulled a big white cat hair out of my cup that my cocktail's in, and it was frozen to my ice. <laughs> you make it sound like it's the first time you've ever pulled a, like a animal hair out of a... Thank you for specifying animals <laughs> so you didn't leave something to the yeah, listener out imagination. Out of an orifice. Um, yeah, the jazz lost again. So, yay, sports teams. Yay, sports. Yay, go sports ball. Um, anyway, so yeah, we, we want to talk about this, and we're an open book. We're going to kind of touch on some some topics, you know, in future podcasts. We talked about um, one of the topics we, we thought about was would be interesting as a husband and wife duo is like pornography. Like, what is the role of pornography in a marriage? And, and that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily want to talk about or make them uncomfortable or whatever else. So we, I'd like to think that we don't really have a lot of secrets, that this podcast is going to be pretty open, um, talk about finances and, and things like that. And so it, it seemed to me that this was a good time to kind of talk about this because it is something that, that Ashley, you know, we deal with that Ashley more significantly more so than I do, but it's impacted her a lot in her personal life. It's impacted her in business and in her professional career. And, you know, not to get too, too mushy or too touchy filly on this before we, we get started and I'll let Ash talk here in a second, but God, she has done so many things just in the, the few years that we've been together to, to combat this and to, to start to try and overcome this anxiety. But it's something that, um, that I think a lot of people probably suffer with. And it took her a long time into, you know, growing up to realize what it was. And a lot of people just like, Oh no, she's shy, but there's actually, it's, it's, it's a real thing, right? It's a chemical, it's a chemical thing, much like depression. And I think so many people talk about it so flippantly that it, it kind of loses its meaning, I guess a little bit. Um, and so I'm going to let Ash kind of dive into it a little, little bit um, as far as some of her, her symptoms and what she's kind of doing to to work on this and, and kind of some of the things that how it's it's been so, I guess, detrimental in her her life up to this point. And I think that it's a, it's a pretty important thing to talk about. And a lot of people, like I said, kind of either sweep it under the rug or completely dismiss it as it's all in your head or it's your choice, right? You're choosing to be this way or you're choosing to, to act a certain way. So I'll, I'll stop Ash. Why don't you kind of like your earliest remembrance of, of how this impacted you and kind of walk us through it a little bit. Well, my earliest, well, let's just put it this way. I don't remember a time when it wasn't impacting my life. So, you know, like, like even as a child, how, how was it manifested as a child? Like, because children are shy. Like you have a lot of kids who have, you know, what they call like, what is that? Stranger anxiety or, um, separation anxiety. Yeah. And so how, how do you, was that manifested as a kid? See, and I don't remember it being affecting me like it does today, but also like you don't remember things the same when you're a kid, you know, situations aren't, the same and you just don't have the same anyways I don't know so you know my mom always says oh you know you used to 
not talk to anyone. You used to wrap your arms around my legs and you were glued there. You would not leave my legs. And so I just, you know, I didn't have siblings when I was younger. I didn't have a lot of friends. I, uh, there was not a lot of kids around me. I didn't have cousins. I was, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much the... You're kind of an only child. I mean, you've got yeah. half siblings. Well, but they didn't. They didn't come along until till way later. Yeah. So I I didn't have a half sibling until I was eleven, and then thirteen. So. And then on my dad's side, he all his family's out of state, so I have no cousins here from his side. And on my mom's side, I I'm the oldest cousin, and the next cousin underneath me is you know a couple years younger. So it was pretty much me surrounded by adults my whole life, which, you know, was fine. So my parents didn't really have a comparison. I was, you know, the first kid. There's no other kids or siblings for them to look at me and say, oh, you're kind of a weirdo. You kind of act differently than normal kids. And it wasn't until recently when I was... Uh, going out of town with my mom um, where we had kind of talked about it because, you know, we'll dive into this later, but it's, it's manifested into something where I'm, I'm not even comfortable talking about it with my parents. I don't even think so they weren't aware that you like th- there was anything wrong. They thought you were shy, but there was, they never thought you were, there was anything going on behind the scenes. Well, and I don't know about that, but it's not, it's never been anything I've been like really comfortable talking about because I, I'm anxious. Like I am, I have anxiety talking about it with them and I don't know why it's not like I had this weird strict relationship with my parents where they're going to, you know, discipline me or call well, me I out. I feel like you have for, like, like the most open, honest, like no. almost to a fault relationship about some things with your parents. Yeah. So no, things, I can understand you wouldn't be intimidated to have this conversation. This is, might be a good time to delve into like what are some of the symptoms what are some of the things that that make this an issue beyond just being shy like that separate true like chemical anxiety from shyness well i'm gonna just jump back so i, I was talking to my mom oh and, yeah and she we were kind of talking about this and i didn't really have an idea that they knew that there was an issue not that they were unaware but it just was never really brought up and she had mentioned that when i was younger she didn't say an age but that she had spoke to my pediatrician kind of asking like hey what am i doing wrong like what what do we need to do here and my pediatrician shrugged it off as if oh she's just shy like there's nothing wrong she's just shy and so that was my whole my whole life growing up is i was always told i was just shy yeah and so and that Number one way to piss off someone who is shy or someone who has, you know, social anxiety to the extent that I do, tell someone they're shy because that'll solve the problem. Just say, you know, shake it off. Just get yeah. over it. Just yeah. It's all in your head. Just get over it. Wow. You're really shy. Wow. You're really quiet. You don't talk much, do you? Yep. Oh, I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm going to start opening up right <laughs> away. <laughs> I had a, I had a woman at work. We have a a system called motivosity where it encourages the company gives you money and encourages you to, to thank people for doing things. And she 
gave me a dollar of motivosity money and the comment was you're really quiet okay cool wow so are you thank you i yeah. i thanks for the dollar but fuck you <laughs> like what what am i supposed to do with this yeah that's not constructed like that's not gonna <sighs> oh god all this time and i'm sure it's the same with like anybody who's not your social like standard normal person like wow you're really tall yep thanks captain obvious <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i i don't know the 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 the, the science or you know the clinical terms that's like well this is the line in the sand between a shy person and yeah. a, and someone who has social anxiety because you know, the more I'm talking about it and learning and open about it, the more I'm learning that it's not, you can't just put it in a box. Like yeah. I'm not just your cookie cutter person with social anxiety. Not everyone with social anxiety acts the way I do. There's people with social anxiety who are, appear to be very social people. They're very loud, talkative people. And I, that's you know, just a mask, right? That could be just a, a way or it's of, how they cope with yeah. it. And I'm the opposite. Like, you, if I had a dollar for every person that has come to me and said, wow, when I first met you, I thought you were such a bitch or I was so scared of you or I was so intimidated, intimidated by you because the way I cope with it and deal with it is I get quiet and I don't feel comfortable and I don't feel like I can be myself around people that I'm not familiar with or that I'm not comfortable with. And so I do what I know how to do best and I am quiet and reserved and i also have a mad case of resting bitch face so i mean you do the math on but how many beautiful resting bitch face. <laughs> you do the math the, the resting bitch face plus quiet person equals zero yeah. friends like and and i i think i've noticed that even in the time that we've been together you know and we're coming up on four years now but you know there have been a lot of conversations with my friends and family you know like why is ash so, so mad or why is she in such a bad mood or you know, people, I, I know that you've had experiences in the past where people think that you're, um, like, kind of stuck up, right? Like, yeah. people are like, oh, she thinks she's too good to talk to us or whatever else. And it's been hard in our relationship because I I feel like there's been a lot of convincing. Like, I feel like I've had to, you know, talk to people and be like, you're not seeing the real Ashley. You're not seeing who she really is. And you're just seeing this person who who is so literally um, terrified of these public encounters of these situations that she she physically can't speak and can't act and can't do these things because she is so so uncomfortable. You think that would that be fair? Yeah, and I I I tried to write a blog post about it because honestly you are the only person who truly understands and it's probably not even like you fully understand. Oh, but no, I'm sure I don't. Yeah. You are the only person in my life who is ever even seen just how bad this is or just how severe. I mean, I have my best friend who, and we tell each other literally everything like we Snapchat will poop. <laughs> so, I mean, we don't hold anything back, right? but I don't even think she fully understands how severe this is or just, you know, I mean, I wish there was another word for anxiety or saying like, it's so, I have anxiety. it's so overused, right? Yeah. And that it's the same with 
you know, depression. It's the same with pretty much anything. Kids say all these weird phrases now, but, you know, and it's just, I feel like it was so hard to write a blog post because I'm like, where do I start? It's like I'm trying to fit a novel into a two-page essay. Right. And I'm like, I can't even begin to fit everything in here and explain just how this is. But I guess... I, I thought about this this kind of way to put it and when I was trying to write this and it's you see a dog at the dog park and they're they they're tied up by their owner and they're on a leash and all they want to do is run up and let you pet them or say hi to you or you know run up and wag their tail and get excited but their owner is like no you know holding them back holding them back they can't go anywhere because of this leash I feel like I'm the dog and my anxiety is the leash where there's nothing more I want than to be social and bubbly and talk and have friends and say things that are on my mind or be at work and talk to people when we're having a, a social conversation, you know, but I am like so terrified. That's probably not even doing it justice. Like it's, it's paralyzing, right? It is. Like, it's like I, the fear of judgment is paralyzing. Yeah. It has stopped me from doing the majority of the things that I want to do. It stopped me from being the person that I want to be or the person I think I could be. And it's, so I, I stay in my bubble, my comfort bubble and I don't ever leave. And that's turned out really well for me. I have uh, like one friend and um, somehow I got married. So don't ask me how that happened, but uh, no, it's, it's hard. And it's, you know, you see those memes on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. That's like, Oh, don't mind me. I'm just going to overthink about that one embarrassing thing I did in 2001 and like, oh, ha, 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 yeah, that's funny. I've done that before. But people, yeah, everyone does that. Everyone looks back and was like, God, I can't believe I said that. I was so stupid. Like, what an idiot. I think about that all the time. And yeah. the worst is when I'm sitting here doing nothing and then all of a sudden my brain's like like an inside-out moment where they pop like the peppermint gum commercial in oh, yeah. at random times. Like my brain's like, hmm, how about this really embarrassing moment? And so I think, and I don't think of it as like, oh, damn, ha, 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 that was stupid. I can't believe I did that. It's like, it, I, it's to like the, the degree as if I like completely destroyed something like, yeah. oh my it's God. It's like it, you crashed your dad's car. Yeah. Or like totaled it. Yeah. Like, or like, oh my God, I, I killed that person. Yeah. Like that's, my brain interprets it as if it's like the end of the world, like, and so I sit and dwell on that and then I get anxious and then I get even more of like feeling like everyone's eyes are on me and even sitting here, I'm getting visibly anxious as I twiddle and it's fiddle true. and I've, I've no, I've been watching you as you talk it. and, and even though it's just you and I here and, and I mean the, the odds of anybody actually listening to this podcast are like none. Right. But I, I can see you just imagining people hearing this or talking about this situation and it's it's making you visibly uncomfortable. Yeah, it's 
it's not even necessarily the thought of people hearing this. It's even just you. And I am, you're the person I'm most comfortable with in this whole world. But oh, it's, it's being so vulnerable and it is so incredibly hard for me to be vulnerable at all. Are you even able to hold the microphone with your sweaty palms right now? Like, are you having <laughs> they to like, are sweaty. do you have to keep wiping it off? I'm no, I'm looking <laughs> at your hands and I'm thinking if I had known this was going to happen today, I would have waterproofed the microphone. Yeah. So. You should do that anyways, because <laughs> ang- anxious or not, <laughs> just, just a, a sweaty, sweaty mess. It's a swamp monster. Can, can you speak? I know you've, you've mentioned some in passing here. Can you kind of talk to some of the, uh, the symptoms, like some of the things that, you think about that can cause this anxiety and, and then also like how how does it just manifest itself like what are some of the ways that you like what are some of the, your triggers and and how do you feel as it's happening oh yeah that's like a whole can of worms <laughs> we may not have time to go through all the all no, of your triggers but this like it's gonna have to be like a multi yeah multi-podcast thing let's maybe let's redirect and think instead of that like maybe can you talk a little bit how like in your professional career how it's affected you you know possibly from from moving forward and and i think to end on a kind of a positive note like talk about where you are now and and what are some of the steps that you've taken and and how are you how are you progressing versus like let's say like four years ago when we met like talk about that well You know, it hasn't, in this, my last role, it didn't really affect me as much as it, you would think it would. I was able to overcome a lot of my fears and apply for that job that I knew I wasn't qualified for, but somehow I got the job and, you know, and on and on and on. And so I, I moved up in my last company relatively quickly. And then I, you know, it's, if I'm confident in something I'm doing or myself or whatever, it doesn't seem to come out as often like i say it like it's like jekyll and hyde like or the incredible Hulk. yeah <laughs> like uh so if you're doing something that you're confident in it it kind of hides it a little bit right it kind of yeah. keeps it down but hulk stays in <laughs> but it's it's kind of once you are doing something that is new to you or maybe that it's just in a situation where i'm vulnerable yeah. because i don't know things or because i think someone is gonna think I'm stupid or judge me like the amount of things I don't do because of fear of someone thinking I'm stupid like it just it's sad and I hate that I'm like it but I like it is so hard for me to you know overcome because I sit there and I'm like that person doesn't deserve to hold this power over me I you know they don't give a shit that dumb thing I said five seconds ago, but I'll think about it for the next 20 years. Like, well, I think another one that, that you've struggled with that I think is kind of a really like telling example of, of what you deal with on a day to day basis is going to a new gym, right? Like, so if you go to a new gym that you've never been to before, I know for you that that's, that's like one of the hardest things ever is to walk into a planet fitness and walk around and not know, where like your specific machines are or how to navigate a place and think that people are watching you, judging you, critiquing you uh, because you don't know how to navigate this new area. Right. Right. So 
that kind of forces you to keep going back to the same places where you're comfortable because a new place, even though it's somewhat familiar, you can't, you, you struggle with the fact of you, you interpret people as watching you. Right. Or. Yeah. It's almost like I'm like threatened by everyone in like a, a weird sort of way. I guess that's a good way to put it. And so, of course, like Planet Fitness, their whole model is, you know, judgment-free zone. That's their yeah. their their thing. Judgment-free. And here I am like thinking every single person in there is judging me. Yeah. I I when in reality they probably don't even know that you're yeah, there, right? I'm just like so, like th- if you think about it like how many people do you actually like really watch and think about on a day-to-day basis? Like none unless right. you're like you see someone of the opposite sex and you're like, Oh damn. Like, or you go to like Walmart and people watch. Yeah. I mean, but so the, it's, it's, it's considered an accomplishment when I'm like, Hey honey, guess what I did? I went to a new gym today and I worked out there like cool, big, big whoop. Yeah, or I had a conversation with this woman at work that I yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Or I talked to the lady who checked me out at target today. Yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah, so I, my thought process is no matter where I go, that everyone is watching me. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, that dream, I've never had this dream, but everyone always says it. It's the dream where you are on stage at school and you forget your pants yeah. or you're not wearing pants or whatever. So that is like my life. Yeah. 100% of the time. I'm, wow. I feel like I'm the kid with no pants on at school. I feel like you've made a lot of progress. What are some of the things um, to kind of to wrap this up a little bit? What, we don't go on to go too long. What are some of the things that you've been able to do that you found that have helped? You know, if there's somebody that's listening to this that's kind of going through a similar situation or feels the same way, like what are some of the things that you've done that have kind of empowered you to, to move beyond that or, or that you're doing right now that is kind of, you know, I know you have a lot of goals that you're doing um, – to try and and fight this and and be that person that you want to be you know it kind of just depends on i don't have like a set thing that's like oh i'm feeling anxious i better meditate or i better do this like i'm sure that meditation helps i'm sure that smoking weed or cannabis oil or any form helps tremendously and if i wasn't so paranoid about doing that then i would probably consider it well that's just that just speaks again to your your anxiety is that you know you're like oh shit it's illegal or my neighbors might notice or there's a million other possibilities that play out in your mind that prevent you from doing something that could potentially help right so it's kind of this like perpetual circle that you get kind of stuck in i smoked cigarettes for like seven years to the very last day that i smoked I would be uncomfortable because of people's judgments, yeah. which is like a legitimate thing to judge someone for purposely ruining their body. But it's not, it's not like I'm sitting there like beating hookers or like, you know, doing something that's like this most horrible thing that you should like visibly judge someone for. But I'm like, this is a lifestyle choice and I'm obviously okay with it because I I'm doing it, but still, I, like, I would come to red lights 
Oh, God. Red lights are bad for me. I just have to sit and stare straight ahead. If I catch eye contact with someone next to me, or I, my favorite song could be on. And I come to a red light, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit here and pretend like I don't know any words. Roll up the windows, turn yeah. the radio down. But I would sit there, and not like I would hide my cigarette, because you can't hide a cigarette. It smokes. But I like wouldn't smoke it while I was at the red light, because I was so... I'm so fucking weird, and I don't even know if we just had like a whole week's worth of podcasts where I just talk about all the things that I <laughs> do that are weird because of my anxiety. That could be its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that squirrel moment. Uh, so no, I don't have a, a, a thing that I do. I, you know, I need to, I should meditate or I should do have something where I'm in, where I'm anxious, where I could be like, all right. Like some mantra or something yeah. that you. I mean, I, this just kind of came out of, not out of nowhere, but I just, this is a recent thing. So I, I've been following this, this group that this girl that I'm acquaintances with started and it starts off as like a, you know, it's her business and, but she's turned it into so much more than just like her selling stuff and her making money. It's, she's posting like all this, these motivational things, inspirational things, and kind of just showing like, wow, this has not only changed my life making s- some extra money, but look at all these new friends I've yeah. made. Uh, this group of women is like really empowering women, supporting women. Um, and she, uh, she had a, a video and she did a video about getting out of her comfort zone and it, God, it, it resonated with me. It the, like that it one shook video. You up, didn't oh, it? it like completely turned my life upside down. I'm like in a good way. Yeah, but I was like, "Fuck!" I her whole point, like I, I need to get out of my comfort zone. This is how I did, and I that was I. I'm like, because I was something I've been eyeing this, you know, is, opportunity. This opportunity, and I'm like been very interested in it, like watching from a distance, like the creeper at the park, you know, watching you from across the room. So that was me for the last four months or however long she's been, been doing that this. Long? Mm-hmm. God, you're good at keeping secrets. <laughs> and and so this video, like, I'm like, all right, I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need to message her. I need to set up a demo. And I just, I need to force myself out of my comfort zone because how many quotes are out there that nothing good ever comes in your comfort zone blah 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 so you know i messaged her and it was terrifying i wrote out and deleted this stupid instagram or facebook message like so many times and all all it was was hey i want to schedule a demo with you like what person in their right mind is scared of that but i oh me me i'm scared of everything so well, i always laugh at the when you telling the story of when we first started dating <laughs> and you having to have your friend push you and and get you dr- almost essentially drunk right just to message me on facebook yeah yeah and it was we we had a history like we knew each other and it wasn't like you were messaging a stranger yeah but it was i still i laugh at at that at how nervous you were and what a huge obstacle that was that other people might be like oh my god it's a message like yeah. send a message who cares exactly but for you it was such a a such a big deal right and that's how it the same thing with this this woman because i'm putting myself out there putting yourself out there is scary i don't care who you are like i'm sure people who are 
super successful are like, oh, yeah, change is scary. Like, you know, and one of the things that intrigued me about this, you know, business is you see these women that are like very successful and who have earned success very quickly. And you look back at some of their first videos and they're like, oh, yeah, I was terrified of this or I was so scared to go yeah. live on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. And you look at them, and you're like, what? Like, girl, you're a, a boss bitch. Like, how you don't look scared at all. Yeah. You're making like more money than my mortgage every month. Like, just for some like side business. And yeah. Anyway, so, you know, I went and talked to her and it was, I'm like, all right. She's like, hey, well, you know, let me know if you want to sign up. I'm like, no, we're doing this right now. Get your fucking computer out. <laughs> You're signing me up. Because if I don't do this, take today. my money. <laughs> If I don't do it today, then it's just going to be one of those things where I'll talk myself out of, like, everything else I do in my life. And so, you know, I I signed up, and I'm like, all right, shit, shit's real. Because yeah. I was thinking, I scheduled this demo, like, a, I was a week out. And so, all week, I'm pumped up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm writing goals down. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be step number one. I'm, like, watching videos about it, doing research. And then it comes, and I'm like, fuck all right, it's here. I can't sit and be like, all right, well, two more days and then I get to start doing this. I'm like, well, I have to start doing it now. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, you better work. Like, Brittany, you better work, bitch. Like, shit, I can't just be this anxious little freak forever. So I'm making strides. I'm yeah, you are. In my I'd... comfort zone. I created a Facebook group today and I'm like, I'm just going to invite every woman that I'm friends with on Facebook to it. So I go through and most of them are easy because I'm don't have a history or much of a friendship with them. I'm like, whatever. If you don't, if you leave, I don't care. I haven't talked to you in four years. And then most are my family. But then there's the people that I'm friends with on there that I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not going to add her. Like yeah. she's way cooler than me. Like no way. She's going to think I'm so dumb for having some little wannabe business thing. But I'm like, Nope. Every woman, every woman on here, I need to do it. And I did it. And I have, I, I made goals. And one of my goals is I have to record myself talking and then post it. I don't even show my face on Instagram stories unless I have a filter on. Yeah. And that's like, I don't even do that. I'm mostly just like, here's my kid. Isn't yeah. he cute? Here's a selfie of me with a filter on, which I don't even take selfies anymore. Like, I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> I'm anxious. I just, I ramble and now I'm fidgeting and. Well, I, and I gotta say, like, I've got to congratulate you and, and kind of tell you how impressed I am. Like you started a blog and, and we don't post regularly, but you, you put yourself out there. Like that's being vulnerable that you write things about your personal life that you're willing to share with the, with the world and, you know, friends and family that, that might read it. And now you, you're, you know, you're taking this opportunity and you're doing this podcast with me and you're doing this business and you're doing all these things now that like four years ago or would have been impossible for you. Right. And I, and I think that that's huge and you need to, to be, be proud of yourself and kind of recognize that you've made, you know, these huge advancements, but also, you know, I think that there's a long way to go and there's a lot of things that people do that on the surface, you know, people I think take for granted it how easy it is to send an email or to um, to meet someone at a bar or to approach somebody and say, "Hey, like, I like your makeup. 
tell me about it. Like, and, and have that conversation. And while it might be hard for some people, for you and for other people that suffer from, from anxiety the way that you do, it's not hard. It's goddamn, like it's, it's almost impossible, right? Like it's, yeah. it's beyond terrifying. It, it's, it's almost, it, it really borders on like paralyzing. And it's, and people don't, I don't think people realize that. And, and so they do judge. And I think a lot of people are critical and think, why don't you just, just do it, just do it, just get over it. Just don't sue us Nike. Yeah. Don't sue us Nike. Um, um, and so I think that it's, it's a, it's an important message to get out because I think that a lot of, a lot of people are very critical of, of that because it is kind of seen as maybe like a choice that you're making, right. Or something that you're yeah. just, you're, you're not putting yourself out there and that's it, that it's your own fault. Yeah. I, it's so hard to even like compare it. I mean, it's almost, it's not a disability, but I imagine it's, it's kind of the same way where, Well, say like a baby. So that way I'm not like offending anyone. Like a baby. Like, just get up and walk. You've got legs. Yeah. Just crawl. Like just our talk son already. Is, our son is so close, close to crawling. He's like scooting now, which I guess is, you know, it's not crawling, but it's damn near crawling. I'm like, just do it already. And he's like, well, shit, mom. I don't <laughs> have the muscles yet. I don't have the coordination. I physically cannot do it. And like, but you're like, come on. But I can walk. I have legs. I've got nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> but I mean, to me, I walk every day. I don't crawl, but I can. Like, it's something that you do without even thinking about it. It's like breathing. You just don't even think about it. So you don't, you take advantage of it. And so when someone can't do it, you're like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Why can't you just do it? Just do it. But I can't just do it. Don't sue us, Nike. I think the last example kind of that I feel like really drives this home and, and kind of where I, I, I knew that was an issue. I don't think I realized the extent um, until the very first time that we were out driving with baby boy in the car and he was hungry and he was in the back seat and he lost his mind, Yeah, you know, and you were driving and any normal, not sorry, not normal, but any other person would be like, ah, oh, baby's crying or I'm going to pull over and feed him or, you know, go give him a bottle or whatever else. But I remember watching you just with, and I, I, ha I was so concerned because I was like, oh my God, what's, what's going on with my wife as you kind of like were driving and you broke down into tears and I was like, baby, just pull over and you're, you're gripping the steering wheel with both hands and your knuckles were all white and it was like, I can't, I have to get home. I just, I have to get home. And I'm like, well, just pull over. It's fine. And, and I could see on your face like that, that feeling of, holy shit, my baby's crying. I can't do anything about it. I'm out in traffic right now. I'm driving. And I could see this attack kind of sweep over you, you know, this wave of anxiety. And I, I kind of realized at that point that this isn't something that is just shy, but it really does, you know, affect every aspect of your life. And, it wasn't until we finally were able to get home and got him out of the car and you could feed him and he calmed down that you could then calm down 
and start breathing normally. And, and I realized then, you know, like, holy shit, like this is, this is a real thing. This isn't just Ash being shy, but like she had this, this, I don't want to call it a breakdown, but you know, watching you in the car was like one of the most terrifying things I've, you know, happened in, in recent, I've, I've, can remember in recent memory and it wasn't a big deal you know and you knew that yeah he was fine it's he not was like fine he was, he was gonna just, die because yeah. he was starving to death it wasn't like he was trapped in a burning house he was yeah. fine and you knew that he was fine but that that didn't matter you know yeah. and it wasn't like you had control over it and that you could just reassure yourself oh he's fine i'll just feed him when i get home it's annoying i hate this crying in my ear but he's fine like well on a conscious level you knew those things that didn't matter. That's what makes it hard is I know my feelings are irrational and I know that I'm not necessarily being stupid, but I mean, it's, it's not a normal behavior and I know that it's uh, irrational is probably the best word. Like, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and it's not something you can control. It's like telling a little kid, like, Monsters aren't real. Okay, I know monsters aren't real, but I'm still fucking scared of them. Right. Like, I can't change the fact that I'm still scared of monsters. Like, and I, I don't know if you remember this or if you've blocked this out, but at our old house, when I had a full-blown anxiety attack, I don't even remember what triggered it, but it manifested itself to a full-blown anxiety attack, and I've only had very few of these in my life where I was almost like rocking back and forth on our bed kind of hysterical pulling my hair out yeah because it had completely taken over my body and i i was trying like to hide and i couldn't hide yeah it just and all i wanted was to crawl and not be seen and just disappear yeah yeah i do remember i don't remember what what triggered it but i don't either Wow. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy, heavy. Heavy. Um, well, thank you, Ash. I just, you know, I, I want to tell you again how proud I am of you. And I think that you're you're doing amazing things. You're a fantastic mother. And, Thanks. you know, that. You're, you're a bomb-ass bitch. And I love you. I love you. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. All right. Well, that does it for us today. Um, anything else, Ash, you need to, you want to get off your chest? Um nope okay well this has been and we're gonna call it the uh this is marriage yeah i already forgot i had to look at our notes (laughs) (laughs) this is marriage and hopefully it will stay this is marriage until next week so you can actually find us on itunes yeah um we're gonna just mix it up it's like a a, a goose egg (laughs) every week it's something different who knows what we're gonna call it tomorrow an easter egg yeah yeah some sort of hunt yeah scavenger hunt skype hunt skype well it's fine I'll tell you later. Okay, guys. Anyway, thank you for your time. We'll see you next week. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. Take it easy. Stay weird. I still... We still need a thing. Still need to sign off. Okay. Okay. We'll work on that. All right. Bye. Bye.